Welcome back to another episode of Somali Sports Podcast. Now, I'm a little down for this entire week because of what happened on Monday night. Ohio State University in Alabama faced off in the national championship and my predictions were completely off. I thought it was going to be 40-40. It was going to be a close game. I thought both offenses were going to be unstoppable. Well, obviously one of those offenses, specifically Alabama, was unstoppable. The combination between Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, and Mac Jones really showed out. Ohio State drove down those first two drives pretty nicely. Uh, the game was tied 14-14 to at one point. I thought I was right. I knew this was going to be a shootout. Then slowly, Alabama's defensive line started to take a hold on the line of scrimmage, stopping the run game not giving Justin Fields enough time, and it slowly turned into a bashing. So I'm sitting on my couch thinking about what I can talk about for this podcast, and I just completely wanted to stay off the topic of football. No college football, no NFL playoffs, and I get a notification, and it's James Harden. Tuesday night, after they lost to the Lakers, 117-100. And in the post-game interview, he goes, which is not good enough. We don't obviously have the chemistry, talent-wise, just everything. It was clear these last few games. So I'm thinking, wow, this, like, I know he didn't want to play for the Rockets, but is he really going to try to get himself traded right here? And he goes, I love this city. I've literally done everything I can. I don't think the situation can be fixed. And it was clear at that moment. There is nothing the Rockets can do to keep James Harden. Slowly, the avalanche started getting bigger. It started out with the Rockets head coach coming out saying that James Harden's going to stay away from the team until the situation is fixed. Basically saying until he is traded away and the Rockets found a fair trade. Then the trade offers started coming in. The Obviously the front runners, 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Now personally, I did think that James Harden was going to go to the 76ers. I thought that the 76ers had the right assets in order to win James Harden. One of their packages included Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey. There is one thing. And it's that the 76ers were not as willing to bring in the house like like the Brooklyn Nets. And it turns out that Brooklyn was sending Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Torian Prince, and Kuruks with three Brooklyn first-rounders and four Brooklyn first-round swaps. Obviously, the Houston Rockets took this deal to send their beloved superstar, James Harden, to the Brooklyn Nets. But little did we know 
This trade was just getting started. Two more teams decided to jump in on this deal. It was the Indiana Pacers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, the Rockets gained Victor Oladipo from the Pacers, but they gave up Karis Levert and a second round pick. The Cleveland Cavaliers got Jer Allen and Torian Prince for Dante Exum in a first round pick. Now, digging deeper into these trades, let's start with the Indiana Pacers. I think the Pacers got a great deal in Karis Levert. He's been coming off the bench in most games for the Brooklyn Nets, and in doing so, he's averaging 18.5 points per game, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. He's shooting 34% from 3-point range and 43% from field goal. He's proven to be an absolute bucket with the most of Brooklyn's stars out last year in the NBA bubble. You can tell Karis LeVert had taken his next step in the basketball world. The game's just slowing down for him. And he's reading the offensive side so well. And some players are excited to see him, such as Damian Lillard. On Twitter, he was asked if his thoughts on Indiana getting Karis LeVert. He says, I think he's going to take off now. And it makes perfect sense with people around Karis LeVert, like Malcolm Brogdon, who's leading the team in points, averaging 22 per game. He is shooting 40% from three-point range and 50% from the field in total. Then you got Sabonis. He is having a monster year backing up that all-star season last year. Sabonis is averaging 21 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. He's shooting a career high 37% from three-point range and 55% from the field in total there is one piece that everyone forgets about the Pacers and that's TJ Warren now Warren ended that season in the bubble perfectly he's averaging an astounding 40 points per game obviously he's not gonna return back to that amazing play right away but I do think that the Indiana Pacers are a sleeper team in the Eastern Conference like the Miami Miami Heat were last year. I think with Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, TJ Warren, Sabonis, and Miles Turner, this is a very solid starting five. Don't be surprised if you see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now going on to the Houston Rockets. They have suffered a lot this season off the court with the James Harden drama. But now since that's over, they have a pretty darn good team. Christian Wood is playing amazing this season. John Wall came back from injury, and there are no questions asked about his effectiveness on the four. And now you're adding Victor Oladipo. The one thing I will say, I still haven't seen that effortless scoring from him you know when he was at his peak all-star level when he took LeBron to seven games in 2018 
LeBron was with the Cavs, obviously. He just got to a spot and scored wherever and whenever he wanted to. Obviously, after that knee injury, it was a little shaky, but he's starting to get back on track. He's averaging 20 points per game, 4 assists per game, 36 from 3-point range, and 42% from field goal. But having Victor Oladipo fully healthy, knowing what his ceiling is, is going to be the biggest question in order for the Houston Rockets to make that playoffs. The third team that was involved with this trade were my Cleveland Cavaliers, baby. Obviously, being from Ohio, I am a Cavs fan. Yes, the Cavs have not been good since LeBron has left, but this year, at least for the start, with all these injuries going on, four of the five starters for the Cavaliers are out, and somehow, some way, they are the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference as of right now. Now, most people are clowning the Cavs. Why are they hoarding so many centers? Earlier this morning, they just waved on Maker, so adding Jared Allen is only going to keep them at three centers. Andre Drummond is their starting center, and he's been playing out of his mind. 21 points per game, 15 rebounds, which is leading the NBA in his top 10 steals. You can't ask more from a big. Javier McGee is adding that veteran presence, that championship mindset to such a young team, and he's brought them so far. Now, Jared Allen is going to improve their defensive rating even more after being rated the number one defense through these first 11 games. For what the Cleveland Cavaliers gave to the Houston Rockets, which is Dante Exum in the late first round pick, they got a young defensive star who is now getting into his offensive game in Jared Allen. And I think you can go wrong with that even though you have two centers already. Finally, we are going to get into one of the craziest teams that have ever been assembled in the history of the NBA. You have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant all on the same team. Now, there are going to be some off-court issues, but I'm here just to talk about what's about to happen on the court. In my opinion, I think right now in the weather forecast, it's about to be raining buckets. People are skeptical of having two of the best ISO players and most dribblers, you can say, and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. I've watched Kyrie play off the ball when he was with the Cavs, and it was Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love. I think that most people are over-exaggerating about how much Kyrie needs that ball in his hand. I've seen him have some great off-ball movement. I was watching Sports Center last night, and their analyst, Tom Legler, said James Harden's the type of guy to do a lot of moves, penetrate into the paint, kick it out. And if he kicks out to Kyrie, Kyrie wants to put it on the floor and do a lot of moves. 
I've got to say this is completely false in my opinion. I've seen Kyrie take an open, contested shot and not think about what he's going to do with the basketball too much. In my opinion, if there is a coach that is going to be able to assemble these three superstars together, it's going to be Steve Kerr and Steve Nash. Now I say Steve Nash is going to be is going to be able to assemble this group of superstars because when the Warriors got Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson, they had a player and development coach in the name of Steve Nash. He's been there, and he's been involved with the process with Steve Kerr, and He's had previous knowledge about how to assemble a team with superstars. People had the same doubts about Kevin Durant joining that Golden State Warriors team. Who's handling the ball? Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant. They answered the call and they got two rings. Steve Nash also has Mark D'Antoni and Amari Stoudemire as assistant coaches. Now, you might ask me, why the hell is this such a big deal? And I'm going to answer saying they were all a part of one of the best offensive teams in NBA history with the Phoenix Suns. They modernized this type of basketball that we see today with the seven-second offense. That's why I'm bringing this all together. If there is a coaching staff that can assemble an efficient offense with these three superstars, it's going to be the Brooklyn Nets coaching staff. Now, like all teams assembled with great stars, there are struggles. When Kevin Durant first joined the Golden State Warriors, they lost a lot of early games. They lost to a young Lakers team with Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. When LeBron first joined the Heat, there were struggles over there too. And when LeBron first joined the Cavs again with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, they went 19-20 and until they made a good trade for J.R. Smith and Elon Shumpert. There are going to be struggles in the near future for this team. But I know that they will find a way to snap out of it and find an efficient offense to run. I cannot wait to watch what happens with the Broken Nets. What do you guys think? Thank you for listening to another episode of Samai Sports Podcast. Peace.